the end. So it's Isaiah 43, verse 2. Because when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So today's sermon is WWE, Wilderness, Walls, and Exile. Wilderness, Walls, and Exile. And I want to say a, a good morning and a happy birthday to Sister Maria Masonette, who's watching. She had a wonderful milestone birthday recently, and we can't wait to celebrate you next Sunday. Uh, so Wilderness, Walls, and Exile. So life can be challenging and uncertain, but we can navigate it with faith. And so the three main points is navigating the wilderness, excelling in exile, and rebuilding the walls of, in our lives. So honestly, Pete always telling me, oh, you preach too many sermons in one sermon. And this is true. Um, and so this is like three sermons. Um, you could borrow these and preach them to your, to your friends. And maybe many of you guys will be called to preach at different churches soon. Um, but I am just going to bring you to the gate of the gate of truth for you to do your own research and pursue God's revelation around this. Um, I just feel like life is so challenging. I just want to give you as many tools and, and prompts for your faith as possible. So understand that all these uh, points deserve study all on their own. The wilderness can be seen as a period of testing trials and uncertainty in one's life. And um, isolation, this includes personal challenges, experiencing difficult relationship or dealing with health issues. We see the, the, the children of Israel that were, uh, left Egypt, but there was a wilderness experience to get Egypt out of them. Um, so these trials could re not just define you, but refine you. And then the walls could represent barriers and obstacles that we face in life that are physical, or emotional, financial. They could include financial struggle, addiction, mental health issues, or broken relationships. Um, and you know, with walls, I like to look at them in like in the workplace, right? There's like affects or effects of systemic issues, and that maybe God could use some of you to have a Nehemiah spirit to help rebuild and hopefully uh, remember it and compensate it and be seen as salt and light. And so the walls can represent that. And exile could be sense of feeling disconnected, alone, out of place. Me, I'm, I'm looking at exile as cultural exile, where uh, we live possibly in somewhat of a post-church age, where like, you know, there was a time when um, President Obama was campaigning. He went to T.D. Jake's church. He went to Rick Warren's church. Uh, there was a time when people campaigned. They would try to get like an endorsement for Billy Graham. And that age of influence has diminished somewhat, um, some of it to the fault of the Christians and some of it, the enemy, right? And some of it is cyclical. Time is cyclical and the pendulum swings. And so, so many Christians, they always act like they're the underdogs, even though it's the largest religion in the world. They always act like, oh, woe is me, the devil's after me. Um, and so we want to talk about exile, right? And that even though Christianity may not be the current architect of the zeitgeist and the, the current like uh, gestalt and framework of the world, we still worship the Lord and we know that God is still on the throne, right? And the earth is his footstool. So this could be um, probably how to excel in, ex excel in exile. So the too long didn't read, too long didn't listen, got other tabs open. Um, Close that picture in Jesus' name. Don't play. <laughs> uh, life can be challenging, but relying on God 
We can navigate the wilderness, excel in exile, and rebuild the walls in our lives and some of the walls in society, right? Or in our, our, our world. So it's good at navigating the wilderness through faith, right? I love Psalms. I love how Psalms teaches you how to worship, Proverbs teaches you how to live, Ecclesiastes gives you like uh, philosophy. It's, it's beautiful. The poetic books are beautiful. Um, Psalms 136.16 says, to him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. So the wilderness experience was the, in the Old Testament was not only just to get them out of Egypt, but to get Egypt out of them. And so many Christians are out of the world, but the world's not out of them. Um, in the recovery, they say like, uh, what do they say? Like, you, you are uh, like clean, clean, but living dirty. <laughs> and so Jesus' example of his wilderness experience is crazy because Jesus gets baptized and the spirit leads him to the wilderness. And you know, some of you guys are going through the wilderness and you think it's the devil, but maybe God is leading you through the wilderness to polish you, to renew your mind, to change the way you think. Your belief impacts your behavior. So Jesus' example relied on God's word, right? He said, it is written, it is written. And he resisted temptation during his 40 days in the wilderness. And Jesus' life was an encapsulation of the journey of Israel. So how can we follow Jesus' example by relying on God's promises and seeking his guidance in the wilderness and our lives? And this is why it's important, right? You know, so like if you have two circles and they meet in the middle, we, we're living like in the afterglow of the past and in preparation for the future. And so no matter what we're going through, we need a plan to get God's word in our heart, to renew our mind and to frame our life around our faith and to be more Christ-centric, to live a, a cruciform life where we have a vertical relationship with God that impacts our horizontal relationship with people. And so it's important to get in God's word and to trust God in the wilderness. Rebuilding the walls of our life through anointed determination, anointed determination. Nehemiah 6.15. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Ulo in 52 days. And so Nehemiah's example of leading and rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem through faith and determination. And how can we follow Nehemiah's example uh, in areas of our life that need rebuilding? So understand, when Nehemiah's boss, right, it was a Persian king, I forgot his name right now. You know, when the, when the Persians took over, they told the children of Israel, go back home and rebuild, right? They weren't like the Babylonians who were like, they didn't want them to worship, they didn't want them to be home. They said, go back home, right? We're the king, right? Darius and, and Xerxes and all of them, but go back home and rebuild. And there was something about it where the children of Israel had a hard time going back home, rebuilding the temple, rebuilding the walls. And Nehemiah felt convicted. And the walls were in bad condition for like 100 years. And Nehemiah prays. And, you know, the difference is Nehemiah gets a burden from God. But I'm going to tell you something other pastors are not going to tell you. Nehemiah learned structures and systems from the Persians, right? And he also had capital from the king. And he also had letters from the king. And, and he learned project management. Um, from his position as the cupbearer, 
And it's important that we understand to rebuild certain walls, we need certain skills. We need certain network. And there's areas, right, in our lives that have been in disarray our whole life. And, you know, I don't want to take this so literal, like in 52 days, but in a short time, with the right plan and tools and the right, and, and, and coming under the anointing of God, we can rebuild walls. And there's areas in our life that have been a mess a long time, and we've given up on it. And, you know, it's important. You know, like surfers, they go out every morning, and some days they catch waves and some don't. Some days they don't. And there's certain windows of opportunity where God will put a burden in your heart. Align with finances, align with a network to help you rebuild. So I just want to put in your heart that it's not impossible to rebuild. Right? You may work in a job and you're new at a job and you're like, why is it like this? Why are we accepting certain levels of mediocrity? Why, why, why don't we hit certain goals that everybody's like, oh, it's always been like this. Oh, you think you could do it? And you never know. God may give you the grace and the anointed determination to rebuild. And so I'm talking to you. Some of you guys got to build your anointing. And there's broken areas in your life. And I pray that God will continue. God will give you the energy and God will give you the anointing to be a builder a builder in your life, a builder in this ministry, and a builder in your world. And the last thing is excelling through exile. No, excelling in exile through community. We all know Jeremiah 29, 11. But let's read in context, right? Jeremiah is talking about this. It's talking about they're going to be in captivity in Babylon. They're going to be in exile. So it says in verse 4, this is what the Lord of heaven's army, the God of Israel says to all the captives he had exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. This is what he tells them to do. He said, you're going to take an L. You got to go to Babylon. I have a plan. But you're going to take an L right now. And he says, but while you're going to Babylon, build homes. Build homes. I'm not talking about Henry Thoreau and self-reliance and you're like moving to Vermont, building a house, but build your home. Pray with your family. Build your home. Set up some automatic bill pace. Build your home. Clean your house. Build your home. Make your house into a home. Make your house not into just a home, but to a haven, a harbor. So he said, build your home and plan to stay. Ooh, that's a word for somebody. Plant gardens. You could be fruitful in exile. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Oh, I'm thinking about my Rastafarian brothers who, are, who like to plant gardens, right? Marry and have children. Multiply. Then find spouses for them in the faith so that you may have grandchildren multiply, do not dwindle away. That's a word for somebody, stop dwindling. Diddle daddly or dwindling, that's a service. <laughs> Verse seven, and uh, this is good. This is good for my Christians who live in New York, you know, for Christians like, ah, oh, there's so many problems. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you to exile. That's, 
That's counterintuitive. Pray to the Lord for it, for it is the well, for its welfare will determine your welfare. Skip to verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. It's a beautiful, I mean, I could be there all day. And so we are called to live fully and faithfully while we're in exile. Exile doesn't have to be a place of defeat, but through the power of community and trusting God's plan, we can excel even in the midst of toughest, the our toughest circumstances. And how can we make a positive impact and trust God's plan during our own exile? Take time and reflect and commit, taking action towards personal growth and building community. And we can even take it in our church, right? Maybe, maybe somebody, maybe one of you guys, every time we come in person, we have like a full drive for other members of the church or a closed drive and we could build a community, our faith community. Maybe you could be an architect of community and unity at your workplace, at your building, in your block. Amen. Amen. I'm on your side. I ain't mad at you. So navigating the wilderness through faith. In the Old Testament, the people needed a process of wilderness to get mature and polish. And then in Jesus' time, he showed how to rely on God's word. And resist temptation. And we can follow his example to rely on God's promises. Rebuilding the walls of our life through determination. Nehemiah led the rebuilding of Jerusalem's walls with faith and determination. Right? It wasn't a priest that built the walls. It was, it was a man who worked for the man. <laughs> we can follow his example by identifying areas of our life that need rebuilding and working with our community to make it happen. And excelling in exile through community. The exiles of Jeremiah 29, 11 trusted in God's plan and worked towards their surrounding welfare. Right? Instead of like, oh, I hate this city. I hate New York City. Oh, Eric Adams, he's Mr. Outside. And this and that. Listen, pray for your city. Pray for your job. Pray for your building. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we come to you in Jesus' name. We come to you asking for strength and guidance as we navigate these challenges. Help us trust in your plan and promises that we face in the wilderness of testing trials and uncertainty. Please break down the walls of financial struggle, addiction, and other systemic issues, and even broken relationships that we may be facing. And finally, come for us in a moment of exile and in feeling disconnected. May we find comfort in your love and the support in our community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.